Uh huh. Welcome to the candy shop. We speaking on things you not. Just press play and let it rock. Welcome to the candy shop. Whoa. Welcome to the candy shop. We speaking on things you not. Just press play and let it rock. Welcome to the candy shop. Whoa. Feel like we going through mad things. Gotta keep it real when they choose not. We gonna talk about it when the news drop. Welcome to the show where you know we don't fake this. Keep your opinion to yourself if it don't make sense. Hola, Podcast Nation. It's your girl, Candidly Kristen, and this is The Candid Shop, your number one destination for candid conversations. Today, we're going to talk about reinvention. Reinvention has become something of a buzzword, partly because the pandemic has forced so many people into reinvention, whether they wanted it or not. I am joined today for this discussion by three living and breathing representatives of reinvention. First, we have Life and Reinvention Coach, self-described recovered corporate workaholic and author of the hilarious tell-all book, The Ins and Outs of My Vagina, a penetrating memoir, Miss Karen Freeland. We're going to talk about the book later. I just love saying the title. I could say it all night, seriously. My next guest is the Breakthrough Transformational Coach and host of the Breakthrough Podcast and also founder of Reinvent You LLC, Travia Stewart. And last but certainly not least is author and host of the Walking and Talking podcast, Helen M. Ryan. Helen also runs a marketing communication agency and has traveled throughout the world as a digital nomad. And I'm going to need to hear more about that later as well. So welcome, 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 all three of you ladies to the Candy Shop. Yay! Welcome, Yay. welcome, welcome. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much, Candy. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Oh, I'm so glad that you all are here Seems like forever since I talked to you, with the exception of Helen, it's been a while, and I've been so looking forward to this chat because I am actively in the process of reinventing my professional life and going from property manager to podcast host and on-air radio personality. So yay, I'm yay. anxious to talk about it. <laughs> All right. I found this stat that I found interesting and I wanted to share with you and get your opinion on it, and then we'll go from there. So the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics says that in January 2022, nearly 4.3 million people quit or resigned from their jobs. What makes this an interesting statistic is that number was nearly the same as a little bit more, they say, as the record set two months earlier in November 2021 when COVID was soaring, when cases were surging and all that. That number suggests to me that people were seizing an opportunity to reevaluate their lives and make wholesale changes in their career paths. What do you ladies think about that one by one? And it doesn't matter who goes first. I'll jump right in. I completely agree. I've been in conversation with so many people back in the day. It was commonplace to stay, to, you know, graduate from college, get that job. You stay in that job, you get a pension mm -hmm. and now you, you know, you retire and then you start living. Or then you actually might die because now people don't know how to use their brains, right? Because like, what does retirement look like? Right. And so I think, you know, the great resignation, COVID, whatever it is, you know, right. all those things happen for us so that we could have permission to actually go and have some urgency with doing something we really want to do instead of just staying in a job for 35, 25 years because mm -hmm. we want a pension and because we want longevity. Right. And so I think people are like, Hey, ain't no better time than right now because tomorrow's not promised. That's right. So I think that's created urgency. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And I, I know as a former workaholic, you know, I never had time to stop and think about what I wanted. I was constantly just go, 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 go. And so with the pandemic, suddenly so many of us had this opportunity to take a breath. Yeah. Like, wait a second. What is it that I really want to be doing? Is this yeah. what is this what I want to go out? You know, if 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 it, COVID comes my way and I don't make it, is this what right. I want to be doing the day before? Building powerpoints to justify my existence to others? Yeah, no, no, thanks. I'm good on that. Right, right, agreed. And Helen? Yeah, I think that with you know, once when you're on that treadmill, you don't understand what it's like to be off the treadmill, and you go and you go and you go, and then when people had that break from COVID during COVID, they, they finally realized, oh my God, so this is what it's like not to commute so far. This is what it's like 
not to do stuff I don't like anymore. And I think they just really started to reevaluate and realize how precious life is and how precious every minute is. Yep, I agree. I agree. I wanted to ask all three of you, pandemic aside, do you think that this this sense of, and I like to call it the, re- the great reinvention, not the great resignation era, do you think it was inevitable? Oh, my God. Sorry, I don't know how that happened. Do you think it was inevitable, even if the pandemic had never happened? Well, I don't know if it would have been on that grand scale, but I know for myself, I'm going to be 42 soon, but this really started for me when I was 36 and I would be, I was chief of staff. I was in a very high pressure role and I would just have these overwhelming sense of dread and frustration and imposter syndrome and feeling like, is this even what I want to do? But I kept suppressing it because I'm like, no, you have bills to pay. This is what you're supposed to do. Like, what was the point of getting that business degree if you're not going to be in business? And it just, I wouldn't allow myself initially to have those thoughts. And it started to progress into the point where it got so bad. I was having waking up nightly with panic attacks, fearing death, worried that I was going to wake up one day and regret everything. My whole life would have gone by. And so little by little, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of the tips and things that we, you know, Mm -hmm. recommend for people to do to tap into that and give yourself permission to explore. But as I started to go on this journey, I was like, oh, wow, maybe I could be in charge of my destiny. Mm. Maybe I could design a life that I actually love. Right. Maybe this is for everyone and not just special people or certain people. How about it? Yeah. 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 Anybody else have a comment on that before we move into something? Yeah, I have a quick comment. Do I think it was inevitable? I think, you know, just kind of like what Karen said, I think this was the the push right now mm-hmm. because of COVID, because it allowed everybody to open up. But but I, yeah, I think it would have eventually happened because, you know, personal development, coaching, yeah. everybody looking into themselves with health and wellness yeah. has become so, you know, popular, you know, but it's become important to a lot of people. It's like, you know, because what's the first thing people say, you know, oh, it's my health and my well-being, you know, like I was a high school theater teacher for 24 years and I had kids who would walk, who had a pass and go, I'm not feeling emotionally safe today. I get to go sit in the counselor's office. (laughs) You know, I just think everybody is so much more and better aware than they ever have been. And they go, you know what? I don't have to deal and stick with this just like my mama did, my grandmother did. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think it would have happened so, like right now in right. such a big way. But I think it is it was inevitable. Yes. I agree. I agree. I'll bring a dissenting opinion. I don't know if people would have if it wasn't for the pandemic. I don't know how. I mean, maybe down the road, but. People are so stuck, you know, in their routines yeah. and fear of making change, even though the young, maybe with the younger generation coming yeah. up, because my generation, I'm 56, my generation were like set a certain way and the, yeah. and the boomers are a certain way. And I think the millennials and the generation Z, I think they're more, like you said, the emotional, what they have, yeah. they take care of their emotional health. But as long as my generation is primarily in the workforce, I don't know if they would have taken the break or stopped to smell the flowers. Got it. Got it. That, that, that's, I am in your age bracket. So it's scary. It's, it's scary. And, and millennials and Gen Zers don't seem to have that same level of fear about the unknown and taking risks and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, I think it was inevitable, but I don't know that that inevitability would have been with Helen, you and I, my generation Yeah. without the pandemic. If each of you could just really briefly give me your personal definition of reinvention and briefly share your story, that'd be awesome. And anybody can go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> like All an right. eager beaver, right? <laughs> you know, reinvention to me, especially because I was a, a an acting teacher, a director for 24 years. So it is changing yourself, you know, so much to meet the demands of your next, you know, on stage, it was 
your next character. It was mm -hmm. your next part that you're playing in a play, which I approach that just like in real life. If okay. we want to do something that we've never done, then we have to become someone we've never been. And mm -hmm. so reinvention means, okay, what is this thing that I'm looking at and that I see down the road and who do I need to become that my goals require me to be? And so for me, when I, you know, quit my, 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 my job during the pandemic, right? I quit my, my, I was coaching and teaching at the same time. And so my story with reinvention was, I was one of those people who was waiting for the perfect time, you know, oh, I gotta wait till I replace my salary, blah, 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 mm -hmm. before I go full time. Well, I reinvented myself because COVID happened, we went on Zoom and early stage breast cancer happened in early 2020. And so I felt like the universe was going, girl, if you're going to do that thing, you better do that shit now. That. Okay. Right. Yep. And yep. so that's how I went. Okay. And it's like, well, how can I step more boldly mm -hmm. into who I was created to be? So that's what reinvention looks like for me. And that's how it has manifested in my life. Well, let me just say before the next person goes, I'm so glad you're here with us because breast cancer is, yes. you know, it's a scary thing. So I am glad that you are surviving and thriving. Thank and you. Appreciate that. Welcome. And who wants to go next with your definition and briefly share your story? Okay, well, I, I'll jump in. I think the definition is either changing into someone that you want to be or going back to the person you used to be. A lot mm -hmm. of times, again, especially my generation, we get so lost in parenting. We get so lost in being a wife mm. or a mother and all the other things. And we just, we give up everything that we enjoy doing, you know, and, and the things that were part of us, like back in the eighties or late eighties, I was a fitness instructor and I, I did all these different things. And I went to college. I was all fearless. And then I ended up getting away from everything. And I just was a mom and I was unhappy with what I was doing. And I gained like almost a hundred pounds and I was just mired in my own, own misery. Right. And then when I eventually started to lose weight walking and, and just doing things to get a little bit back into shape again, nothing extreme, then I became, I didn't become someone else. I became the person I used to be. And then I expanded and just, just, you know, it grew from there to even bigger things that I never even envisioned back then. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. I did. I was on your website and I was like, wait, is that her? Because you look, you look totally like somebody else. So kudos to you for that. And Karen? Yeah, sure. So for me, it's all about discovering my purpose and getting really clear on what it is that I want out of life and understanding how I can own my power. And I think Travia started to say it earlier, like this, op this COVID happened almost for us. Right. And I spent so much of my life in the passenger seat feeling like life was just happening to me, but I didn't realize I could just get in the driver's seat, put up some boundaries, yeah, make some yeah. decisions, and I could own my power again. Yeah, yeah. And then it's really about building that pathway to freedom. And so what does that look like? And it's going to be different for everybody. You know, I have clients that come to me and they want to do what I did. They want to ditch the nine to five, get mm -hmm. out of corporate. And then I have others that are like, no, I actually like my job, but right. I'm overworked or I don't have enough boundaries or I don't have the confidence to go for a promotion. And then there's other people who want to maybe move to a nonprofit, something that's more heart centered for them. Maybe mm -hmm. doesn't make the money they used to make, but right. by this point, they've already kind of made their money. They don't, it's not about money anymore. Right. And that was really my story. You know, I had the perfect life on paper. I had the right. six figure salary. I had the fancy title. I had the big team and I was unhappy and I felt guilty. Like, how dare I be unhappy? Right. What is wrong with me? I'm supposed to love this. Right. And there was just this overwhelming sense of something missing that, and it was that purpose that. Oh no, she froze. Oh, she did. Oh no. And that was getting good too. There, there she you is. go. Hey, you froze. Oh, was that me. all of us or just me? No, that, that was just you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Those kids better not be on that Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> Those kids right. are on that Wi-Fi. <laughs> They're definitely on the Wi-Fi. Ah, uh, so uh, Karen, you were just you. You froze right at the point where you were like, it was about purpose. Oh, yeah. So that's really what it was. I needed yeah. that deeper sense of purpose. And once okay. you click into that, right. you know, you your life is reinvented and you really are able to step into that and fully embody it. Okay. 
reinvention is it more reinventing yourself or reinventing your life and are they one and the same to you any of I, you I, yeah i was gonna say it's a little <laughs> bit of both right because there's so many things and it's totally coach speak but we always talk about our limiting <laughs> beliefs right so right. every coach is gonna nod and go yeah limiting beliefs and yeah. then every normal person is gonna be like what the hell's a limiting belief yeah. but basically it's any thought that holds you back Okay. And I remember for years, like journaling, I love journaling. And that's where I get a lot of insights to myself. And I would okay. say things like, well, I, I can't switch jobs because I'll never be able to make as much money as I make right now. What? That's a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. And literally six months after I wrote that in my journal, I had a bigger, better job with mm-hmm. more pay, no vacation like policy. And it was a hundred times better. Right. But if I hadn't worked on that limiting belief and, and reinventing that, then I wouldn't have been able to go and apply for this job and take that next step. So there's definitely th- things that we have to do within ourselves right. to change the way that we look at the world in order to make that step. Got it. Yeah. And I'm going to piggyback off of that. I think it's it's a matter of both, too, because you can reinvent yourself all day long. But if you're still going to be the average of the five people that you used to be the average, of, then mm. that's no good because you're still running with the, you know, the smallest school, the same school of fish. You were mm-hmm. swimming it. So those changes are only going to be temporary. So you have to do some house cleaning, you know, and go these people, you know, who I'm hanging around with, they're not going to help me get to the next because you revert back. Right. Because right. they remember old trivia. You weren't like that in high school. What you doing? Who is right, this? Right. I don't recognize you. Good. Right. Don't recognize me. That's the whole point. You know, right. we're evolving. So, yeah, I definitely think it's both. Both okay. have to be reinvented. All right. Yep. Jump in on the same thing. It is both. You have to change your parts or change, evolve parts of yourself. And then your life starts to change. But you also have to make steps to make to take those steps to make your life change. Got yes. it. Got it. Got it. Now, Travia, this question I'm going to direct at you initially because it's a question that I got from your uh, profile. But then I'd like you other ladies to add your thoughts. Why do you think it's important to reinvent yourself throughout your life? So, yeah, and that goes a bit to Karen, because not many people, you know, like when I was 20, I didn't know what purpose was, Mm. you know. So I I, I invented myself to to be a concert lighting designer. Then I reinvented myself to be Mm. a teacher. And I just think it's important throughout your life because it's like, I feel like we are like flowers. If we're not growing, Mm. we're dying. Right. Uh. And then, because then how do you get that growth by doing the same thing you've always done? No, we always have to get uncomfortable. And once you step out of comfort, you know, because people, you know, most people I know are are more willing to stay comfortable than they are to rise and go for it. So that's where the growth is. So reinventing yourself, even after you leave that nine to five and you're 65 and it's time for Medicare, reinvent yourself again. I have a friend who just turned, she's doing triathlons, she's swimming every day, doing all this stuff and she's 67 and she just retired from her corporate. Now she's starting full-time life coaching. She's like, maybe I'm just getting started. Right. Right. Uh, and so she's going to be a hundred going, Mm-mm, I did all I came here to do. Thank okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. So reinvention should be ongoing. I like it. I like yeah. It. Cause I think that your purpose too changes throughout your life. Yeah, and I was thinking that. you know, my kids are getting older now. My kids, my, I have two boys, they're 10 and 12. And I had this like overwhelming sense around, you know, when they were like eight and 10 that, oh my gosh, they're growing up. They're going to be out of the house in like 10 years. What am I doing? I'm missing all their concerts. I'm missing their games. I'm not being the mom that I want to be. And I didn't have that overwhelming sense when they were babies. You know, some women, they really want to stay home in the baby, baby phase. And I was like, no, I'm, I'll be at work. I'll see you. <laughs> I'm going on a business trip, babe. Good luck. <laughs> see you in a week. And I loved that, right? It, I, I was fueled by my career, but mm. it fizzled out. And maybe it was to Travia's point, like the growth wasn't there anymore. I was just All like, right. this isn't challenging me. This isn't fun. I need something new and different, a creative outlet, hence the book. And, you know, in 10 years when my kids are actually gone and out of the house, well, that purpose isn't going to be there anymore, right? I'm going to have a different right. role in their life. So right. then I might reinvent myself again. I'm sure I will. Cool. Cool. 
And Helen, any thoughts, anything to add? Yeah, well, changing and reinventing ourselves throughout life is, you know, where we should be because the growth really makes, it just makes us happier to do new things and to try new things and have that stimulation. It's also good as we get older because our brains need to be stimulated constantly and differently to really keep it growing. Some people... Like reinventing doesn't have to be big. Some people are really happy, like like uh, Karen was saying, in their jobs. Some people are happy there, but they can do little changes, pick up a new hobby, pick up an old hobby, find even small things. Some people don't want to make the big changes. My dad was really happy working for the same company, same type of job, come home, drink his beer, eat his peanuts, watch his TV. That was his life. He was really happy. But he would occasionally do a few things like go up to the mountains and things like that. For him, that was good enough. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Travia, this is another question to you first, and then the other ladies can add. You said it's important to have intentional conversations. Now, is that conversations with self, other people? What does that mean? I think it's both, you know, because, yeah, like one of the first things I do in the morning is, you know, I try not to grab my phone, you know, (laughs) but, you know, but it is to set my intention. It is. So the first thing in the morning, I, you know, which may sound like woo woo talk, but I create Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. and in creating who I want to be and how I want to walk through the world. I look in the mirror and go, this is my intention for the day. I am courageous. I am bold. I am authentic. I'm fully expressed. And in every person I interact with today, I am going to make them their day better than it was. I'm not going to be the person who, who craps on their day. And so, yeah, it's intentional our actions and our words, but it comes from your being. Who are you being? So once you create yourself, those things should really fall in line if you're consistent with who you're being. Right. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) Any of you other ladies have any thoughts on that? Additions to that? I think it's important to talk to yourself and other people, but I really talk to myself. I talk myself into things. I talk myself out of things. <laughs> so that's kind of, and I, I know myself really well from doing that. Okay. Nice. Right. Yeah. Most of my talking, I think is through journaling. That's just, okay. that's a way that that works really well for me. And I actually start most of my morning with prayer. So I have an intentional conversation with God about, mm-hmm. you know, what, where I'm going, where he sees me going, what he wants me to do. And uh, sometimes I get answers right away. Sometimes I don't. So it's just a journey. <laughs> got it. So let me ask you, all three of you, and you can answer in any order. What do you think is the most important step in any reinvention journey? the most important step. I'll pop in here with this one. And because this one, without this, I I never would have, personally, I don't think I would have been able to progress. And it is uh, what I call turn inward. And it's really having that honest, intentional conversation with yourself about what's working, what's not working, what is scaring you? You know, why aren't you taking the leap? What are your real thoughts? And I mean, I wrote down some pretty, pretty crazy things, you know, like, I'm afraid I won't be able to pay my bills. What if my Mm -hmm. husband doesn't love me anymore because I'm not bringing in money? You know, like I really put it down on paper and then it was like, oh, of course he's still going to love me. But you know, when you keep it all in your head, it actually sounds like it might make sense. But then when I put it down on paper and I got honest with myself, like, no, Karen, you're not happy though. No amount of money is worth you grinding your teeth at night. You're having silent acid reflux so bad that you cannot mm. swallow from the stress. I mean, I was literally killing myself. Yeah. And so when I got really honest about all that, it was very easy for me to see something has to change. And the only thing I have control over changing is myself. Perfect. Perfect. I, I'd like to jump in next. I think the thing that the the main ingredient, like the the, you know, the crust on the pie, like it holds everything is commitment. I think you decide and you have to be committed because, and I can't remember who said it, but it's like, are you interested in reinventing yourself? If you're only interested, then excuses will come up. And then, oh, it's not the time. Oh, I'm going to wait a little longer. Oh, my son has baseball practice. I'm going to take, but if you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes to make that thing happen. No excuses whatsoever. And so I think it's commitment. Okay. I'm all about the small steps. (laughs) So like take little steps and do small things that scare you just a little bit. And -hmm. then you conquer those little small things that scare you. And then you can go to bigger things because the more things that scare you conquer, 
the more willing you are when you don't die, the more willing you are to make bigger changes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, it didn't kill me. All right. Yes, I agree with all three of you. But for most people, when you're thinking about moving from one place in your life to something totally different, like I think for the most part, many people reinvent themselves in small ways. They might start setting boundaries with family members or friends or even at work, little small things. But when you're talking about a big leap, like I'm just going to quit my job today and this is going to work out and pay all my bills, even though my bills come to like whatever dollar amount that is. And I don't really know where that's coming from. That's scary. So you two ladies are Travia and Karen, you are, reinvention coaches and what do you say to somebody that comes in and knows that they're not lit up anymore at what they're doing they know that there's something that they either want to go back to doing or being or see for themselves in the future what does a blueprint for reinvention look like and i know it's individual to everybody but just maybe some core things besides the inner conversation and the commitment. Yes. What, how do you take them through that in a way that works? Okay. I I know I'm always eager beaver, but I always go because what happens is let me tell you why I do that. Because I go, Oh, what Karen said sounds good too. And then, you know, and then you're going to be like, what Karen said, ditto, you know? (laughs) And so I think like I had a conversation with a lady just this past Saturday at, you know, at a friend's party and she's been wanting to write a book and she's like, and, and, you know, I'm going to use her words as copy on my website. She goes, and I was like, you know what, what are you up to? She goes, I'm in a holding pattern. And I was like, oh, Oh, that's so good. Right. That's so good. Because so the first thing that I would tell someone like her is we would get down to the bottom and go, like Karen was saying, what are those thoughts? What are those beliefs that's keeping you from writing that book? What are the, so, and, and I call it, you know, like it's my third pillar of my, my, my breakthrough blueprint is peeling the onion. And so mm-hmm. in acting, what we used to do is go, let's build that onion baby. And then we're going to peel it on stage. Right. And that was, let's add a little backstory. Let's add given circumstances. Now, you know, characterizations, let's add all those things. Let's add a moment before let's Mm -hmm. add intention of overall objective. I could tell some of you people have done some acting, you know what I'm talking about. Right. And so we would layer on that onion and then we go, okay, let's peel it one at a time. So with someone coming in, we would go, what is, what is making up your onion? And then we would peel it layer after layer and go, let's get rid of that junk because we all have these stories and beliefs and conditioning that we're, you know, we're not our thoughts. We're just merely people who can recognize and observe our thoughts. Right. So once we peel back this fake conditioning, these stories, these beliefs, who we think we are, now you get down to the sweetest part of the onion. And I, you know, in a crawfish bowl, I would actually eat that little sweet core of the onion. (laughs) Right. Because that's the best, that's the best part. So you peel that back and go, now, like what Helen was saying, let's remember, let's get back to who we were, you know, and I say, let's get back to who we, we were created to be. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of all these things that are stopping you or most of the time I've never found any client or myself for it to be true. They're all a lot of, you know, you know, false evidence appearing real, real, yeah. you know, yep. the fear yep. and they're lies, Right. And so we would peel it and get to that core and go, now, girl, let's go get that book. Okay. And does that, is that effective for most people? I mean, it seems like it's a lot of work. It's not when I say work, I mean, it's a lot of (laughs) like deep work, shadow work, I call it. Like you've got to look into all of the, the, the thoughts that you've heard or been told about yourself, even from yourself to yourself. Yeah dig all that up and are people for the most part committed to that journey and time frame wise what does yeah. it look like you know some people are committed but some people are interested some people don't do the work i mean you know i have people who are like we you have to increase your your awareness we have to know what thoughts are producing the the your, your reality right now Mm -hmm. Right. And so in order to do that, I get them to document the thoughts, you know, send me the thoughts, share your thoughts with me. And then some people are like, you know, I just got so busy. I just I didn't do it today. Well, those people are going to be in the same place today that they were last month. 
And so, yeah, it's not something that we're going to go through. At least, you know, I don't have a magic pill, but it's not something that we're going to go through and come out on the other side after three weeks. Okay. I mean, right. I, I'm working with with clients for three years, but, you know, but some six months, six months, usually there is a discernible difference. But I have some clients who are going on and go, you're going to be my coach forever. <laughs> because I just keep growing and growing and growing. I can't even imagine my life without you in it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my two cents. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely in the six month camp. Typically, mm-hmm. most of my clients, that's the package that they go with first. And my program is called Edit Your Life. And Edit mm-hmm. is actually an acronym and it's kind of the steps that we follow. So the first one is really envisioning that goal. And this is really fun because we get to brainstorm, we get to make vision boards, you know, we get to really think big, like what is the ideal life that we want to create? And then once we have that, we niche it down into like three to five goals. Because yes, your your brain can only handle so many things. You can only Mm. do so many things at one time. So if you have like a bucket list of 50 things, that's awesome. But that's your bucket list. Like what I'm talking like is goals, things that are important to you right now. What are those three to five things that we want to move on to step D in edit, document the goal, come up with Mm. a plan, an action plan. How are we going to make this happen? What are the milestones? Then we go to invest. What do we need to invest in or uninvest in, right? Like take your time out of maybe, you know, the PTA or some other thing that you're doing that isn't bringing you the joy and helping you get to your goals. Mm -hmm. And then the T is for taking action. And that's, you know, as all of us as coaches, we're your accountability partner and we're Mm -hmm. holding you accountable. You know, I'm emailing my clients like, hey, where's your progress reform? This week, I haven't seen it come through yet. Or, hey, you know, what happened since last week? Did you get that interview? And just really staying on top of them to make sure that they are progressing. So, yeah, I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but I do as much as I can to make sure that they they can't fail. Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay. I want to pivot a little bit and I want to talk to each of you about your personal projects. So, um, for Helen, I, I want to know about the digital nomad, what the heck that is. And I want to know a little bit about your podcast, the Walking and Talking podcast. I know a little bit because I poked around your site. And then Karen, I absolutely want to know about the book. <laughs> and Travia, I want to know about your Reinvent You. So anybody can start. And this will give my listeners just a little bit because they're probably listening like, oh, I like all three of them. I can't have all three. So <laughs> let me see. So I just just a little bit of, you know, history about your books, your projects, your your companies, your podcast. That'd be awesome. So I'll, jump, can I'll, go first. I'll yeah. jump in first, I guess. So. So obviously you can tell I'm not a coach. <laughs> Why uh, am I here? I've made lots and lots of transitions in my life. Like and I. So I run a digital marketing agency, but my side gig, my side hustle, I was a spinning instructor and personal trainer for like 15 years. So I have a lot of experience also with helping people transform themselves. I'm not doing that anymore, but just working with people. Well, because what I learned, and I'll go back to the other stuff, is that when you you can master some little physical things, you can do Mm -hmm. like plank five seconds longer, you can Mm -hmm. do push-ups now, it really builds that strength to branch out into other parts of life. And that's That's what happened to me when I finally lost weight again, starting with baby steps. I lost over 80 pounds. Then I became a certified spinning instructor, certified trainer. And then I wrote the books that, well, I wanted to, I started writing my first book when I was nine. Didn't turn out, didn't finish it. Turned out very well, but that's my secret dream. So I'm finishing my third book now. And I just started with little steps and I made these, well, sometimes I made like gigantic gigantic changes like you know running away from home in norway when i was 17 to the u.s and think you know big things like that that's a big one (laughs) but i've done like i i didn't have any money when i was a single mom so i was working for a magazine i was writing some articles for 11 dollars an hour and i got i i couldn't afford concert tickets so i i asked the editor the publisher of the magazine and they got me in the photo pit and i was i got on the tour bus to interview this band i didn't have a recorder i had no idea i had to borrow a camera from my (laughs) ex-husband and i'm shooting like pictures in the photo pit so i started a stint for years i was a rock you know music photographer because i i was like i was poor and I needed, uh, I needed some, you know, I needed to get tickets and I found myself doing something else because I said yes. So okay. long story short, I have a po- walking podcast because during that pandemic, you know, people weren't going to the gym. The gyms were closed. Right. So I thought, well, let me put my, my knowledge of people together with, with some coaching. And so I came up with a walking podcast. So they have 
each episode, solo episode has two versions, one with background walking music, one without. And so I just kind of coach people along and we talk about everything from weight loss, health, mental health, motivation, all kinds of things like that. Nice. That sounds awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And who wants to go next? Okay, I'll go next. All right. So what I'm up to is, so when I first started reinvent you, I was actually surprised when I went and got the the dot. Well, it, it used to be the dot com, but then I went with mm-hmm. my name. But when I first got the LLC, I was like, I can't believe this isn't already taken. I mean, there are some. I mean, like reinventing you is taken, but reinvent right. you wasn't. And so when I started doing the work myself, I recognized that it was my fifth grade teacher who empowered and inspired me to feel like I was enough. She heard me. She saw me, which was my motivation to then become a high school theater teacher, because I wanted to see those people who didn't make the athletic teams, who, you know, weren't the the class presidents. They were Mm -hmm. the different eccentric people. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to see that. But then it came down to a point where it's like, okay, I've done this for a long time. What? I'm not, I'm no longer growing. I'm that flower who is now stagnant, beginning to die. And mm-hmm. so then I was like, like Karen said, also my purpose began to evolve. I wanted it to evolve on a bigger scale because I had this conversation with my mother before, like my mother lived to be 85 and about six months before she died, she had five kids. Right. And I said, mom, you lived it. Your girl, you're 85. You know, we didn't know she was dying in six months right. after that, but we're just talking, you know, and I was like in 85 years, what are you most proud of? She didn't like all those kind of questions. She's going, oh, that's a silly ass question. Why are you asking me all those stupid <laughs> questions? Yeah, I don't know nothing. No, you know, you five monkeys, you know, she would just say, you know, silliness. And so I turned that question back on myself and I said, well, what am I proud of? What have I done? What mm. did, have I put in the universe? Right. And went on my own journey. And so then my my vision shifted to my goal my i'm walking on this earth my mission statement is to empower and inspire as many people as i can to live the highest vision of their lives without settling because my mother settled and mm-hmm. i was settling for two thirds of my life mm-hmm. and so that's what i'm up to so that's my that's my business when people are in a holding pattern people are stuck and then i also have what's called the breakthrough podcast because mm-hmm. generally it takes we have this thing that happened for me. It was, it was cancer. It was COVID, you know? And then mm-hmm. I'm like, I recognized the breakthrough and went, it's time to break through that, that layer of, of stuff that I no longer want in my life. Mm-hmm. And so on the breakthrough podcast, I have people come on and tell their breakthrough story. And then we do what we do with that onion. And we peel that onion and we uncover who were you before? Who are you now on the other side? And so that's the way I show up because we share stories. Sometimes I do a solo episode, but most of the time it's interview style because mm-hmm. I, I just love the back and forth. Yeah, you know, this what, this this talking to myself is kind of like, yeah. I don't thrive like that. So I that's agree. what I'm up to in the world. Okay, awesome. That all sounds amazing. Thank you for sharing. You. And Miss Karen. All right, let's round the, it out with this crazy book, The, the Ins and Outs of My Vagina. Lord. Yes. <laughs> Girl, I don't know where we're going no, with that. <laughs> I know. Well, we're going where women need to go, talking about these topics that we've been made to feel shameful about and mm. made to feel like they're taboo when it's really yeah. something that we're all going through. So. Right. The book is broken down into eight parts and it starts out with me being five years old and even realizing that I have a vagina and possibly getting it very confused with another body part, like a male body part. And so then I move on. I get my period. I share those stories. And, you know, so many women have reached out and been like, oh, my gosh. You don't even know I got my period on a playground or at a baseball game. And I, I was with this, you know, my girlfriend and her dad was weird and I didn't know what to do. And it's like you get to relive a lot of your stories in the early years. Right. And then it goes into like high school and losing my virginity and going to college and there's some really serious topics in there too about mixing medication and drinking too much and ending up in situations that I should not have put myself in. And, you know, I'm hoping that as people read it, they will have conversations with their daughters about what to do and how to be safe and still have a good time. Um, And then, you know, we move on to like getting married and pregnancy and pregnancy sex, which is not real glamorous. (laughs) Hate to break first that bubble. And, you know, and all, Pacing the orgasm, because I think for so many women, right, we are 
not having as many orgasms as we should have. Mm -hmm. If you're at least in a heterosexual uh, relationship anyway, mm -hmm. the, the, the scales tipped way towards the male in that yeah, area. And yeah. I, for many years, I felt just defective and broken and like something was wrong with me mm -hmm. and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. So it's a really funny journey mm -hmm. with the exception of the chapter on miscarriage. Cause you know, that that's not so funny obviously, but I'd be remiss if I didn't include it because it is such a momentous experience and tragic experience. And so, you know, our vaginas are sources of so many things, pain, pleasure, excitement, you know, and, and we have to learn to deal with all of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what, Bef Travia, before you no, who didn't go, Karen, you were last. Yeah. Helen, yeah. We all, went. Helen, yeah. I wanted to ask you, about the digital nomad thing. What exactly is that? Did you explain that already? Cause it no, I was, I, when I, in 2015, I was so burned out and tired of my life. Cause I was working with my business. I was teaching spin. I was training clients. I was raising two kids. Mm -hmm. I was so exhausted trying to keep a roof over our heads. And I had traveled briefly um, before that. Was it 2000? No, I lied. 2017. How dare I lie like that? <laughs> so my daughter was my youngest graduated high school. And I said, you know, my roommate was moving out and we, we couldn't afford like a place. I couldn't afford to keep just by myself without another roommate. So right. I told the kids, I said, let's just put everything in storage and let's just go and travel. So we did. And we started traveling around the world as digital nomads. So my son worked with me. He's 25 now. But we traveled and we went to different cities and we would work from coffee shops, from Airbnbs and from hotels. And we traveled from place to place a lot through Southeast Asia. My sister lives there. She founded and runs an animal welfare center in Thailand. Nice. And then we went through certain places in Europe. And then after they went home, I went and traveled through the Balkans and, and all these other places that I always wanted to see. And it was the most amazing thing. I don't, I'm so glad I got to experience it and I can't wait till I can someday get back out there again, yeah, but seeing how other people awesome. live, other cultures, languages. And what I learned along this journey is that people who have the least are the most generous and the most kindest, uh, the kindest people. Amazing. Now, how long did you do that? A year and a half. And then before that, I went for six months and then I've gone, you know, back and forth for like a month at a time. Oh my God. That, that sounds like, like my dream life. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. Hard sometimes I bought, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so many times I bought yogurt thinking, I mean, cut it. No sour cream thinking it was yogurt. Cause I couldn't read the label. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. You no know, yeah. mistakes like that. Oh, but that sounds awesome. And how, what did, did your kids love it? Were they like, Oh my God. Yeah, I wanted to put some stress on them, a different kind of stress. So when they came home, like whatever they handled here, they encountered here would be easier to handle. My son had a lot of social anxiety. And by the time he came back, he was almost like a whole other person. He was not no. afraid to talk to people. You know, just they grew and they met people all around the world. And yeah. it was just really cool for them. And they're, they're such good people, my kids. So it just was a bonus for me to get to travel with them. Nice. That's awesome. Wow. All right. So... What I'd like from you ladies now is think about the listeners that are going to hear this when it goes out to the world. And if each of you could give what you believe to be your key takeaway when it comes to reinvention, what the most important thing you want them to hear, to take from this chat, I would love that. And you know me, I'm loose with it. Anybody can go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. The thing that I would say is, you know, nobody knows how much time they have. And I would say do, you know, a look inside and go, am I really happy in my relationships? Am I happy with my health? In the major areas of your life, your career, your your social life, all those things. Am I living the life that I know I, you know, because as kids, we all used to dream. As adults, mm -hmm. we kind of stop dreaming, you know, unless mm -hmm. we're life coaches and then we dream all the time. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I would say do that, that audit, that life audit is what I call it and go, what are the areas that I want to be a 10 out of 10? We start there, like Helen said, making small changes one at a time and going, I do have the time and get committed to create the life that you were put on this earth to live. Nice. That would be my biggest takeaway. All right. I love yeah. It. Love. I love that too. I don't know <laughs> if I can say it better, but I would just say, trust yourself. 
you're having these thoughts, you're having these feelings for a reason, your body, your mind, it's all trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. Listen, and you have every, I promise you, you have all the answers within. Your best friend's not going to tell you what you should do. Your parents can't tell you what you should do because they can only envision you in a certain light. But you know those dreams that are tucked away in the back of your head. You know those, you know, ripples from inside your heart that are trying to tell you something. So you have to just get in tune with that and trust yourself and then go for it. Cause what do you have to lose? Right. But you're not happy now. So you might as well make a change. That's right. All right. Thank you. I love that too. And Helen. Mine is to really think uh, ask yourself the question, what's the worst that can happen? That's my favorite mm. thing. Yeah. And even if you lose everything, if something should happen, you know that you're strong enough to rebuild. You know that you have it in you to start again. Because how many times have we had really difficult situations yeah. where we've lost pretty much everything and had to start yeah. new? And and just, you know the life you're already. So if you want to make a change, you already know what it's like to work in that job. Or you know what it's like to live here. Or you know what it's like to be married. But it's the unknown is exciting. And yeah. and just, just go for something different. Do a little something different in your life because it is short. And you want to look back on your life with all the experiences that you had. And I only regret the things I didn't do. I don't yes. regret the things I did. Yes. I love that. Oh, that was awesome. All right, ladies. I want my listeners to know how to reach each of you. So if you could each in turn give me how they can connect with you if they would like to. Well, I'm easy. I'm TraviaStewart.com. So people listening, that's T-R-A-V as in Victor, I-A, Stewart with a D, S-T-E-W-A-R-D as in David, dot com. You can go to my website and there's contact. I mean, you can get all the things. I'm on social. My name, I'm on Facebook. Not really on Facebook because nobody really wants me on Facebook anymore, right? <laughs> IG, LinkedIn, you know, all the places. Just my name is how you can get in touch with me. Awesome. And Karen? Yep. Same deal. KarenFreeland.com. <laughs> but it's Karen with an I, K-A-R-I-N. Mm-hmm. And you can get the book on yeah. Amazon or Barnes and Noble. So go grab a copy. And when you do, a portion of the proceeds will go to Alliance for Period Supplies to help end period poverty. So you're doing a really amazing thing by helping nice. women who can't afford tampons and pads. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. I mean, Karen Freeland on Facebook, all the all the social awesome. platforms. Nice. And Helen? Walking and talking not show. It's my podcast website. I'm in even though I do web design, I don't have my own website because why would I, right? The shoemaker's right. children has no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and the what the dentist's children have cavities. And I'm on Instagram at real Helen M. Ryan because believe it or not, there are a lot of Helen Ryan's and Helen M. Ryan's out there. <laughs> Really? And no. <laughs> there's a ton. It's such a common name. It's kind of sad, but that's why I, I set myself apart. And I have a new book coming out called Mad Musings of a Dieter. And that's on Amazon along with my other two books. Nice, nice, nice. That was the other thing I neglected. And it's sitting, I'm looking right at it for each of you to tell me what new things you have coming up, new projects, books, events, what's in your p- personal pipelines, your business pipelines that we can look forward to. Perfect. Well, I have, I have, I'm running it. I called it create your more last year at the, 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 in the last quarter, but it's my group coaching is called breakthrough. And so, I mean, like really, cause I, the name of my uh, podcast used to be work that out because it was reinvent yourself, work that out, you know, mm-hmm. but it's breakthrough. So my group coaching, basically, if anybody's interested, it's going to run consecutively uh, beginning in August. So it'll be eight week journey to breaking through those layers, those things that are holding you back. We're going to peel that onion so you can go ahead and create your more. So we'll do that in August and September, and then I'll run another one in October and November. So we can step bold into 2023, baby. Nice. Now, is there a link for that or is that on your website? It's on my website. Okay. Gotcha. And Karen, which what's what's after the ins and outs of your vagina? I was trying to think of something witty to say, but I everything was saying everything was saying the real nasty. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Right? We'll see. We'll see how this one does first, but okay. well, it's going to be amazing because yeah. it's going to be amazing. But so for me, I actually just got done running a three day challenge called Creating Confidence, but the next one's going to be in July. So nice. don't hesitate to sign up for that now. It's the last week. It's like an hour each day, and it's an opportunity to really 
build out your confidence and go mm-hmm. from wobbly to unshakable in three days. Nice. Um, but also you can check out my Facebook group. So what I found is a lot of women don't want to be talking about this on LinkedIn in front of their employers. Right. So we have a private mm-hmm. Facebook group called Successful Working Women Rocking Reinvention. And you can nice. get in there and get exclusive content every day of the week. Nice, nice. And all of that information is on your website, Karen. Yes, ma'am. Awesome, awesome. Oh, this has been so amazing, so much better than I thought it would be. Whenever I start a, a episode in my head, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. It always kind of takes on a life of its own. And I enjoy, Travia, you, I, I'm like you. I, I don't like the solo podcast thing, just kind of talking yeah. to myself and ranting. I really like interacting with other people. And I like for my listeners to hear just not my opinion or perspective on things. You know what I mean? Right. I like for them to, to get, to get different perspectives. I love that we had a dissenting perspective on one of the questions. I just love all of it. I love, love, love doing this. I really do. But unfortunately we are at our time. I try to keep the shows to an hour because they're rebroadcast on an internet radio station and I only have an hour slot. And I hate for stuff to get cut off. So I am so, so grateful for all three of you, Travia, Karen, and Helen, for you jumping in when we just talked last night. I, I, I appreciate you so much. I can't even tell you how much. And I know my listeners are going to be empowered and emboldened and just go and take the leap. So Perfect. thank you all so very much. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Thank you, Kristen. We appreciate oh, it. Welcome. So, guys, as always, these fabulous ladies contact info, because I know y'all wasn't out there writing stuff down like I'd be asking you to, is going to be in the show notes with clickable links. Every bit of information I can include in the show notes for ways you can connect with all or any of them will be in the show notes when the episode airs. Thank you, ladies, again. And as always, until next time, guys, I want you all to keep it safe, keep it healthy, and keep it candid. 